and Tyler podcast. I am Tyler. And this is great. We are excited to come to you from our home. We don't share a home, but it's my home. And I'm visiting. And he's visiting. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, this week we are talking about prayer. Prayer, prayer, prayer. Grant, I'll pray for you. Thanks, man. You're welcome. I'll pray for you. Thanks, man. (laughs) You've probably heard that many a times. And have you ever wondered what? What? Are they going to do with that? <laughs> you know, uh, that's what we're going to talk about a little bit and what prayer is, what prayer uh, was meant to be. And um, just a little bit from our perspective on what the Bible says about that and what Jesus says. Grant, have you ever said, I'm going to pray for you and then forgot? Um, yeah, I, I used to do that in, in high school a lot. Center. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, yeah, I, I would, I would definitely tell people like praying for you. Um, and then, and then not really, really think about it again. Um, but in around college that kind of, I kind of felt convicted by that. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, I started writing people's prayers down in a journal or even in my notes in my phone just to m- remember them. And like, I, I really made a commitment with myself that if I told someone that I was praying for you or that I was going to pray for something for them, that like I made sure to do it. I have also in the past said, Oh yeah, I'll pray for that. And then totally forgot and not in bad spirits necessarily, but a lot more when I was young, like you said, but I think that's, I think that's just part of church culture in a way. Yeah. It's what you're supposed to say. I'll pray for you. I'll be praying for that, you know? And I think as a young believer, you're not even sure what that means. (laughs) Yeah. You're just thinking, okay, well, I've heard my parents say this, or I've heard other people say this. This is what you should say when people are struggling. (laughs) And so um, I just think it's interesting that, you know, we, don't really teach what exactly that means a whole lot. You notice that? Yeah. So I guess from your perspective, what does that mean to pray for somebody? Like if I said, Hey, my grandma's in the hospital. You pray for her. Mm -hmm. What would that look like to you? And why, what are you, just like God, don't let her die. I don't, you know, what do you, <laughs> what do you do? Yeah, I think it, you know, prayer is talked about a lot in the Bible, and like we're we're told to like pray a lot. Uh, like Paul talks about like praying without ceasing. As yeah, Thessalonians. Yeah, or stopping, and so like to just keep people in your prayers. Like Jesus tells the story of like you know, if your neighbor comes to your door and like knocks on it and like just keeps knocking all throughout the night, like eventually you're going to get up no matter how tired you are and be like, what do you want? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> or like, even he tells a story, like a, a wicked judge who like doesn't care that much about justice. Like if someone comes to them and is like, you need to hear me out. Like I have like a case 
that needs to happen and they just keep coming again and again like even that wicked judge will be like fine what do you want yeah and he's like so how much more like will your father in heaven who is perfect who is just who does love you like how much more will like he be open to, to hear. hearing what you have to say and so like i think one of the most important aspects of prayer is like i know a lot of people out there will pray once for something yeah and then be like oh, i got an answer and then yeah <laughs> um but there's an act to like continually praying for something and so um i, I think one of the most like impactful things you can do for another person is to pray for them like continually continually and then like you know you you say like hey i'm praying for you for this and then you come back to them the next week and you say like hey how's your grant i've been praying for it yeah and like that i think that means a lot to them because it, it says like you didn't forget yeah one i didn't forget <laughs> but like wow they're actually praying for that and like they remembered they care about me yeah um and like that shows like your belief and power in prayer and yeah and in god yeah yeah and your trust in god for sure <laughs> yeah i yeah man i 100 percent agree with all that and i'd say to add on to that i mean prayer is putting yourself in a posture of of submission and putting yourself in a posture posture of humility and <clears throat> trusting that god you know cares about us yeah and, you know, ultimately, I, I think what's hard with prayer sometimes is you pray, let's say you pray without ceasing and you pray for something to happen and you just give your whole heart and it doesn't happen. I think that can hurt some people. But the, the other side is, are you trusting God will ultimately work things for good? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, there's the two sides to that coin. Is not really what I was talking about. So, uh, basically, the 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 heart posture and everything is like you want to align yourself with what God is doing, and and make your request known to God. The Philippians four six through seven says, "Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition." With thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Jesus Christ. So, basically just like trusting God with the anxieties that we have from this world, trusting God with the anxieties that even others have, and praying over them. And, you know, just trusting that God will show up. Yeah. And I think, like, it's the humility of knowing, like, that God's ultimate plan and, like, his sovereignty is, like, in control of situations. Like, a lot of times we'll pray for things that we want or, like, desire and stuff. And, like, submitting those requests to God yeah. is... A huge part of prayer but like it's not the only part of prayer dude when i was around nine or ten this is the stupidest story 
I was so, t- I remember pretty vividly, I was laying in bed, I was so tired, my light was on. I was like, God, if you're real, turn that light off. <laughs> it was just like the stupidest thing, you know? Uh, you're like nine. <laughs> this. It's like, God doesn't have to prove himself like that. Like, yeah. that's so stupid. But as a nine-year-old, you don't, you're just lazy. I don't know. <laughs> I did not want to get out of bed. I did not want to get out of bed. I'm pretty sure I fell asleep with the light on. <laughs> In a way, he kind of turned your lights out. Boom. He Request granted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. But basically, uh, it, it is just important. Uh, I would keep going with what the context that you were going with there. Yeah. Like I, we say it sometimes a lot in the church of like, God's not like a, a 911 call when we just like need something like we should go to him at all times. Like he's not a genie that's here to grant all of our wishes. Um, but like, He's a father who, like, we can come to and, like, you've had good parents or people in your life, like, um, even good mentors or others that care about you, and then you go to them and ask for things, like, I'm sure they would give you a lot of things, but they shouldn't give you everything that you desire. Right. And so, one of the most impactful things for me, and, like, knowing some of those things and that God says no sometimes he does give an answer just the answers no sometimes is, is keeping a prayer journal when I started keeping a journal of my prayers and looking back on like all of the things that I prayed for I would cross things off the list that were answered prayers um, and it would be amazing how much God like actually did work in like those requests and like how many things he actually did answer and answer with yes. Yeah. But also like I look back at the things that he answered no to and like those things I'm like, wow, thank you for doing that. Yeah. And some, and sometimes like the answer is no. And like, I don't understand why he answered no until like a year later. Or even, I don't know, like, sometimes in my life, like, I ne- might never know True. why he answered no to a certain situation. Like, I, th- I think if we look at, like, the story of Job, he asked God, like, What's up? I demand an answer, like, why did you allow all of this stuff to happen to me? And uh, God doesn't really answer him in that. Like, you get that beautiful um, kind of story from God. Probably not beautiful to Job in the moment, but yeah, where God answers him, not with what he wanted, but he was like, Job, where were you when I stretched like the earth and the and set the foundations and like tamed all of these animals and it basically brought the universe into existence? Could you possibly fathom all that like I do or like know? Like you don't even understand what you're asking, like you could not possibly understand everything that I know. Like I couldn't give you the answer that you want because you wouldn't be able to understand it. Too complicated. Yeah. Yeah. And it can feel like a cop out. Um, but like if, if I was to go up to a nuclear physicist and ask like, 
something complicated about like explain to me like in detail what a nuclear bomb is like it would take they're like i've been like it's taken years to understand how to do this yeah like i'm a doctor in this this field like it took me eight years to study and know the math and know all these things like i couldn't just give you a 30 second answer that completely encapsulates everything that that is bomb go boom boom (laughs) done i don't think we we expect that like that's even on a greater scale like god who knows all of the universe and everything like we sometimes demand answers that like we couldn't even like it's not possible to be summed up yeah i agree i think it's important in our prayer you know to realize our position because what we often want is that control is that um i want to know how this is going to fit together how this is going to work how and why it wouldn't why you know like make it make sense to me make it make sense to me grant yeah and that's not the that's not the role that we have in this the role that we have in this is trusting the one who has the whole picture (laughs) and and even if i'm going to be praying for something in your life i want to make sure that you know one i'm I'm submitting that request not like oh i am i am praying for grant for this to happen and i'm like thinking i'm in control that would not be smart (laughs) yeah because i'm just not in control the one who's praying is not the one that is going to say yes or no to this prayer. The The whole point of prayer is to align our heart with God and make our requests known as a child of God mm-hmm. and say, God, Father, I want this to happen. I, I see this pain or hurt or suffering or whatever in my friend Grant or the lights on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the lights, you know. In my friend Grant's life, and I want that out of his life, or for me myself, like Lord, this is going on in my life. Lord, just you know, calm my anxieties. Tr- you know, I want to trust that you will work things out. And the, there's the Romans passage. It's like all things work together for those who love Him. <laughs> yeah, I will. I think about that one a lot because even if things don't go the way I want them to go. I can be calm and trust that God will ultimately work things out. Yeah. And, and not always. Yeah. Like you said, not always in the way that we want. Right. I, I think it's like, if you look at a toddler, sometimes toddy <laughs> as they go through like a store, or they're at like a candy shop or something. And they just like, they don't know, sir. Like they don't know how to control themselves in certain ways that are beneficial to them. And so like a toddler might just keep wanting candy or candy and a parent eventually comes along and says no. And the toddler will, you know, probably go into some type of tantrum and be crying and yelling. And like, as an adult, you can sit there and you can explain the harmful effects of eating too much candy and why it's not good for them. But the toddler is not going to understand me want cherry (laughs) and they're not going to care and like i think it can be very similar in our own lives of just 
like so many times we want these answers. We think we want these answers. Um, but I remember my dad telling a story of an old lady um, <clears throat> that she said, like, I used to always ask for God to help me, like, understand why a certain situation was happening and, and different things like that. And she said, as I got older, I realized how, like, prideful that, like, question was. And she was like, it's not that I had bad intentions, but I was trying to put myself on the same level as God and say, like, I can understand what you can understand. And like, I need you to explain this to me. When she was like, as I got older, what I started to pray was, God, like, I don't need to understand this, but help me have the strength and the peace to live with whatever answer you give. Yeah. And I think that's like such a position of humility and like coming to rest and like knowing like in our prayers, like, are we humbling ourselves before the position of God and saying like, I don't necessarily even need to understand this, but God, can you just give me like the strength and the peace to, to, to go through this situation and, and whatever answer you gave. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's big time stuff. It's not easy to accept sometimes what God is doing in our life. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, and sometimes, sometimes in our prayers, you just are so frazzled, not frazzled, I don't know, so confused about stuff in life and everything. And <clears throat> you just don't even know where to begin and what to pray for. You just feel beaten down and weak. And in Romans 8, 6, it says, In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. And that's Romans eight twenty six. My bad. I think you said 6. I did say 6. Romans eight twenty six. There was a 6 in there. <laughs> you nailed it. Um, in the same way. Yeah, so when trusting that God will even know our prayers without us even realizing what our prayers are <laughs> is pretty awesome. Yeah. And that was something that kind of grew in my prayer life as I got older was like, I would think certain things are like so important and on the forefront of my mind. And it's why like we just keep coming back to this idea of humility and submitting ourselves to God is that like so many times I was praying for the wrong things or like things that weren't that important. And then like, I should have been praying for other things in my life. Yeah. And so sometimes taking quiet time in your prayer to one, just be quiet and silent and listen to what God has to say. And then I even started in my prayers just being like, God, I don't know what I need today but you do. And so like, I ask for you to just intercede in my life and like, give me whatever I need today. And I think like, if you go to the Lord's prayer, like that, that is the, the daily bread part. Like give us this day, our daily bread, like help us have what we need today. Yeah. 
Yeah, I agree. Well, let's read the Lord's Prayer, honestly. Yeah. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites. Okay, check. It's good. <laughs> uh, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received the reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep babbling like the pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. This, then, is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil one. For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. When you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces and show others they are fasting. Truly I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face, so that you will so, so it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting, but only to your father who is unseen, and your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. So I def definitely read more than just the Lord's Prayer. <laughs> but the point wasn't, you know, it's like the first part before the Lord's Prayer kind of show shows a, a bunch of humility and how the posture of prayer. Mm. And then afterwards, it, it continues to show, okay, what's done in secret, you know, God will reward. And so even fasting, like, so take, go ahead and start with your um, input from the Lord's Prayer. Yeah, I, I, even just tackling that first section of like praying and like not trying to be seen or like sometimes when we pray out loud like we're nervous and like we take in our own like insecurities and things into that it comes more about us yeah and it's like we're we're not even praying to god we're praying to look good in front of other people father god daddy god <laughs> yeah yeah hopefully not ever that yeah i know right <laughs> but um it, it's interesting to me like when abraham lincoln gave the gettysburg address like it was known as like at that time one of the greatest speeches ever and it like still is today um and up until that point a lot of times when politicians would go up to speak it was like that it was just like expected that they were going to take a long time and a ton of time like giving these like three hour long speeches because it was like you can't tackle these like huge issues going on in the world and like you can't be a leader if you if you can't speak 
like all the things that are going on. And um, so e even the person before Abraham Lincoln got up to give his speech gave like a three hour speech <laughs> of like all this stuff. And Abraham Lincoln goes up and gives the Gettysburg address, which is like a page. Yeah. And then he's done and like, and, and even the guy who gave the speech that was like three hours said, Lincoln said what I said in like five minutes. Unreal. Yeah. Even the guy that spoke um, for three hours said, Lincoln said what I said in like three hours in five minutes. <laughs> I don't know the like exact quote, um, but so, it's, it's something, something like that. Yeah. That's, that's the paraphrased version. Quote, and, quote him on that. <laughs> um, so like, I think that speaks to even our prayer life is like saying more words doesn't mean it's better. And like saying big words does not mean it's better. Like God just wants to hear your heart. He wants to hear what's on your mind. He wants to talk to you. Like if you're talking to someone that loves you, hopefully you're not coming and, and going, well, hello there, dog. <laughs> That's how I come home every day talking to Emily. I, I say big words and I think she'll be impressed. Yeah. <laughs> That's not true. Yeah. But yeah, a hundred percent, dude. Like if you feel like you have to pump yourself up, in front of God and others, you're probably not assuming a humble role. Yeah. Because you're still trying to elevate yourself by looking cool and looking good. And God sees the heart of man and what looks good to man doesn't always look good to God. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's, I think that what's important is our posture of humility and approaching God, you know, knowing his great power, authority, but also his love. So I, I think knowing he's in control and has this great authority, but also cares for you with, with great love. Yeah. So I work with, um, if you've listened to the podcast, hopefully you know that like I work with middle schoolers a lot. You? <laughs> um, when they end their prayers, they'll say things like, oh man, that wasn't that good. Or I don't know what else to say. Or they'll just like, as they get to the end of their, their prayers that you just kind of notice, like they're thinking about what everyone else is thinking about them. Yeah, and I think that's why it's important that that Jesus puts this in here, and it was important for the people at the time because religious leaders were getting up and they were making it about them right. in front of crowds and stuff. But um, I think he's also speaking to like our hearts now. Of, like prayer is just once again, it's not about other people in the room. And it's not about us even, really. Yeah, I mean, it, it can be in a way, but it's really not. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's about talking to God and, like, sharing our hearts with Him. And trusting that He will provide for you. Yeah. What you need each day. And that's why I think, I mean, in the tail end of that passage, the fasting part, 
I think that's why it is important to fast. Um, I mean, there's a lot of reasons it's important to fast, but I think remembering every tumbly groan <laughs> yeah. that God is in control, God has authority, God provides, you know, all of those things. Every time I've fasted, I just, you know, I tried, try to make a habit of every tumbly groan. I thank God for how much he's provided and I pray for you know whatever is on my mind and heart and the reason I'm fasting you know (laughs) like I think fasting really like confronts us with the brokenness of not on like the world but ourselves like when we're hungry or we're like desiring something and like it's coming to that place in us like we can be confronted with the fact that like we can eat, eat and eat, but we still get hungry. And like in this world, we can consume so many things and like we can look to put our hope in, in so many things that just will never satisfy us. Yeah. They might give us like a slight um, like satisfaction for the moment, um, but that soon is just fleeting. And so, like, you just go and, like, you're reminded, like, nothing of this world, not even food, like, which we need to survive, or water, anything else. Like, man does not live on bread alone. Yeah. Nothing of this world is going to satisfy you. And, like, it that reveals our brokenness that we need God so bad. And that's why I think prayer and fasting are so connected, because when we connect that, that God is the only thing in our lives that can bring that satisfaction, that hope that we need. And like, we want to be in relationship. And not only do we want to, like we need to be in relationship with him. And it reveals that need and it helps us depend on him more to understand like, man, I'm so broken. So we've kind of talked about the bookends of that Matthew verse um, that Tyler read. And so, kind of wanted to get into the format of the actual prayer. Yeah. The Lord's prayer. Um, so uh, he starts out our father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Um, and this is how Jesus starts his prayer in some of the gospels. I don't know if it's technically in Matthew, um, but the disciples are asking Jesus, like the context of this how to is, pray. yeah, they're asking Jesus how to pray. And so Jesus in teaching his disciples and us how to pray, um, says, this is how he starts it off. Our father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so the start is to acknowledge right away who God is and that, you know, his name to be hallowed is like to be revered. To, yeah. Be above. Yeah. Holy. Yeah. Set apart. Sacred. Yeah. Many words. <laughs> yeah. But to, it's it's just to acknowledge who God is. Like he is great. He's good. And so right off the bat, you're acknowledging how amazing God is and like who he is. And wanting to align with what God is doing. Yeah. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Yeah. 
And so, yeah, asking for that kingdom to come, like, that is right away the heart that we've been talking about of, like, you know, let it, let it be your will, not my will, Father. <laughs> right. And, like, that's speaking to, like, the fleshly desires that we have or the earthly desires of, like, we want certain things, but ultimately, like, as Christians, we should be dying to ourselves daily. We should be denying ourselves. We should be taking up our cross. And we should, like it says in Luke chapter 9, like, we should be taking up our cross daily to follow him. And so, um, like, that is part of, like, align prayer, aligning ourselves with what God's will is. Yes. And then, Ty, you want to take the next part? Yeah. Um, I was trying to find it. <laughs> yeah, so. uh, give us today our daily bread. And forget, well, so give us today our daily bread. We kind of already talked about that one, too. Yeah. And I do think that it might be a little bit of a callback to the Exodus when God provided the manna in the in Exodus to Moses and the Israelites. And... They're, they got to collect daily bread, daily bread from the sky that God provided, and they had they built this trust with God. And then it's crazy. On the sixth day, they um, collected enough for two days, and if they collected more than what they needed, it like turned to moldy mildew grossness. Mm-hmm. So it's just like God saying, "Trust me." Yeah, <laughs> daily, all yeah. the time. And then you fast forward a bit, and there, um, it's in Proverbs 30, verse 8. Keep falsehood and lies far from me. Give me neither poverty nor riches, but give me only my daily bread. Otherwise, I might, may have too much and disown you and say, who is the Lord? So, um, or I may, I'm going to keep going, or I may become poor and steal and so dishonor by the name of the Lord. So don't let me have too much. Don't let me have not enough. Let me have just the right amount every day. I think that's beautiful. And then, and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. Like, that's some big time, you know, forgiving our debt. So for, for us talking to God, it's like, forgive us our sins. And in my mind, the way he's saying, like, give us the strength to forgive those around us too. Like you forgive us. Mm -hmm. But I think it's also important to point out, like, look at like the context of what he's saying as, um, sorry, as we also have forgiven forgiven our debtors meaning we've already done it. Yeah. And so like I think this speaks back to what Jesus talked to of like if if you are at that time like people were still giving sacrifices. Yeah. And he was like if you're giving a sacrifice at the temple and you're wrong with somebody. Yeah. And go you and make it right. If you have yeah. an issue with one of your brothers or sisters, like leave your sacrifice at the altar and go be reunited to them. Yeah. And I think that speaks to like, yeah, we can pray to God and we can ask him to give us the strength to forgive and like to make things right. But like if we have issues with someone else, 
that we haven't forgiven in our heart, like we need to go and address that immediately. Yeah. And like, we need to go to that person and be reconciled to them. We need to be working. And and it's easier said than done. Sometimes I, I think CS Lewis says like, you know, a lot of people would come and ask him like, what, what would you do if like someone like killed your entire family or something like that? Like, would you be able to forgive them? And he would always be like, I, I mean, I wouldn't know until I was in that situation. But I'd like to think that like the little moments in my life where someone has wronged me, I've been able to practice forgiveness. And so like if I can forgive in the small moments, then that means when the time comes where I may have to forgive something big in someone else's life. Yeah. Like I have the strength and ability to do that. Um, and so like, I think that just speaks to like, we need to be like daily working on like giving grace to people, forgiving them, um, and doing that as soon as possible. Yeah. And so I, I just think that's a, a big key of the verses as we have already forgiven. You can almost put that in there. Not to, not to add to scripture at all. <laughs> <laughs> what, you, what did you add? Cause it already says, it says that basically. Uh, I said already. Oh, uh, yeah. You want to make sure that you are just living a life that is at peace with everyone as far as it depends on you. Yeah. It's basically, you know, what Paul, I think, is a callback to that. Yeah. Like, obviously, you're not going to be able to be reconciled to some people who, like, aren't willing to like let certain things go or like but but you can make your effort to forgive them right and and move on and grow past that and love them indubitably so see here and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from the evil one so this means that that we're not delivered into temptation but that we're not <laughs> <laughs> Trying to be silly. Um, yeah, I think that one's pretty, like, the clearest. If we are in temptation, then it's like, deliver us from the evil one. If we do, eh, please don't lead us there, but if we get there to temptation, deliver us from that temptation. You know? Yeah. James chapter 4 verse 7 says submit yourselves then to God resist the devil and he will flee from you come yeah. near to God and he will come near to you and so like it's this call to for God to just be with you and to resist that like Paul tells us like our battles are not against one another but like against the dark forces um, and things of this world so we do face temptations we do face an enemy that wants destruction for us. And we're going to face temptations even from the evil desires in, in our, our own, own heart. hearts. Yeah. And so it's this this call to like ask God for the strength to resist those things, but also like the reminder to us of like what we face in the world. Yeah. Well I think I think this comes back down to obviously prayer in those moments. You know, just remembering, like we talked about last episode, the full truth. And when Jesus was um, getting tempted in the wilderness, the devil came to him and 
said, quoted scripture and then came back and Jesus came back with that also says and a fuller truth. Yeah. And so in those moments of temptation, we can find these little bits to that are like table, like table scraps to kind of like, Oh, I can go this far. I can go this far. I can go this far. And then like, no, you really shouldn't keep going because you, you, in your head, it gives you these little table scraps to move forward one step at a time of like, you, you convince yourself or the devil convinces you through your thinking of like, it's not that big of a deal. It's just this, it's just that. But if you remember the full truth, like hard, no hard pass. Mm -hmm. I'm not going down that road. (laughs) Yeah. And prayer can really be a time where like God challenges you in that and like confronts you with and convicts you of your sin. Yeah. Um, And that's why I think like sometimes in our prayer life, it's so important to take those moments of silence and like hear what God has to say in your life. And just come to terms like I know in my own life when I'm really struggling with, with sin or temptation, like sometimes um and I'm not proud of it, but sometimes like I will resist praying because <laughs> I just don't want to be confronted right now. Like yeah. I know that if I sit down and I get on my knees and like I pray to God, like I know I'm gonna be confronted with like the sin that I've been allowing in my life. And so, like, prayer gives us that opportunity to convict us and say, like, God, I know I messed up. But, like, please forgive me. And that goes back to that that previous verse that we talked about. So forgive us of our debts. Yeah. Absolutely. And that kind of goes back into that second half we've already talked about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the fasting. Yeah. It kind of goes right into, for if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly father will also forgive you. Yeah. So it's like making, he's kind of going back and explaining some of the things. Mm-hmm. So he's like, hey, don't be an idiot. I'm forgiving you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, almost the parable. Of the That's what I was thinking of. Servant. Yeah. yeah. Where he gets his debt forgiven and then goes to someone and it's like, you owe me money. <laughs> <laughs> like, bro. <laughs> yeah. The king forgives his huge debt. And then he goes to his own servant who like owes him a little debt. And he's like, grabs him by the neck. I'll kill you. <laughs> <laughs> and the king's like, what? <laughs> who is this guy? Yeah. So basically, all in all, I think if you want to, if you're wanting to pray, <laughs> yeah, it's aligning with what God is already doing in our hearts and in the world, mm-hmm. and just continually submitting to what God is doing, and when we have requests making those often yeah, and trusting that God will work things for the ultimate good. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, sometimes I think 
well, God, you know, God let so-and-so pass or who, you know, all this stuff. And I was like, who's to say that's not the most loving, graceful thing he could have done. Yeah. And I know that's hard to understand, but the reality is he has the bigger picture and he knows way more than we do. Mm -hmm. And he will work things out for good because he cares for us. Yeah. And who's to say that was not the most loving thing he could have let happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Prayer is just, it's such a special time with God too. Like it's part of just being in relationship with him. Like we read scripture to learn more about who he is, but like we pray to talk to God. And so like, there are all these things and like we have requests, we need things. We want to align ourselves with his will, but like in a simple way, like one of the most important aspects of prayer is just like being in relationship with God. Yeah. And relationships grow through vulnerability over time. And so like, if you're not being vulnerable with God and letting him know things that are going on in your life which he already knows but like he wants to like i could already know what one of my students did at school that day like if if a teacher reached out and told me but like honestly i want to hear it from them or like i could know what one of my friends did that day but i'd want to hear from them you You, know you want you want them to you want to know that they trust you yeah and they value you, and um, yeah, you'd want to help speak to that in their lives. Yeah, but you want you're not gonna just bring it up. Yeah. Hey, I heard you really messed up today. <laughs> you want to tell me about that? <laughs> yeah, and so uh, yeah, so just that vulnerability over time. Like, are we continually coming back and back to God to talk to Him? Um, like that's going to improve our relationship. That's going to make us more in line with who he is. Like that's going to bring life to when we do read scripture and like, like the spiritual disciplines feed into each other. Like our prayer life grows when we read scripture and when we pray, like that adds life to our, our reading of scripture. Yeah. And so, yeah. I think one one last thing I really want to talk about is with how busy and how um how I guess loud our minds can be because of technology, watching shows, listening to this, listening to that, doing this, the other thing. I think it's important as we pray that we actually take time away from technology away from others like jesus says you know go to your room (laughs) yeah Uh, and not to watch tv and try to talk to god at the same time or listen to a song and talk to god at the same time it's actual time to connect with god Mm -hmm. and we've talked about it before i think but because our lives are so noisy and busy, it's the silence is almost uncomfortable. Yeah. And I think to get to the point of being comfortable with silence, 
is getting to the point of being comfortable, one, with yourself, and two, trusting God. Yeah. And, and I think that is, in this day and age, a discipline that you have to put into place to be able to be okay with, be at peace with yourself and within yourself, and be at peace with um, what God is doing and, and trying to speak to you. You know, we, we just get so caught up and busy and this thing, that thing, that thing. I don't feel like doing this. I'm going to watch this show. I'm going to do this other thing. I'm going to, you know, I'm guilty of it, but we have to make a habit of taking a break from all that and connecting with God. Ideally daily. Yeah. If you're not there yet, don't feel bad. Start, start slow, but it's, it's important. Yeah. I think Martin Luther King uh, Jr. Uh, was quoted saying, I'm way too busy to not pray three hours a day. Yeah. Uh, which I think is just an awesome quote of like his heart posture in that. Like while he was leading a civil rights movement and speaking to all these places and going from place to place and all of these things, like he was a busy man, like, his posture was I'm way too busy to not pray three hours a day. And I think like that's part of like when Jesus tells us like the most important command is to love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Um, like that strength part. It, like you said, it's not going to be easy every day to wake up and make time for God and to like fit him into our schedule. But are we, like, are we fitting God into our schedule or are we making time for God in our schedule? And so, like, carving out those times, like, even sometimes putting them into your calendar of, like, I'm going to pray at this time. I'm going to make a habit of praying or, or sitting with God for this amount of time during the day, creating those habits. And, like, like Tyler said, you're not going to always like want to do those things like you're going to want to like at, maybe at first not do those things but when you start praying and doing that like you'll be amazed at how much like it helps your posture for the day absolutely absa fruitly um well next episode what we talked about is temple what is temple a part of the head that's true. Just kidding. I think it is actually, but that's not the temple we're referring to. Oh yeah. Kind so, of though. The pe temple of the body. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, so the whole, it sounds weird as a theme of the whole day, but it'll make sense. And basically, um, God is with you. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, can't wait to talk more about that. <laughs> and, uh, Anything else?